This is Depression and Anxiety in Real Life, a podcast discussing real people with real problems. Welcome back to Depression and Anxiety in Real Life. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to say a couple of things. First off, I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the love and the support. It's been it's been really incredible to see all of you listen to this podcast, share it with your friends, and to hear stories of your struggles. Um, there have been numerous people who have reached out to me telling me that this podcast was exactly what they needed to hear or telling me that they had similar struggles to those that I mentioned. And it really is humbling to me and it makes me grateful for the opportunity that I have to share my struggles with others and to share some tips and tricks that I've learned about depression and anxiety with all of you. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention in my first episode, I stated that I wanted to keep this like as politically neutral and keep kind of religion out of it as much as possible. And kind of my reasoning for doing that was because I looked up podcasts about depression and anxiety. And there are some out there, but most of them are either they're like explicit podcasts, so they use foul language. It's not really like a podcast that's uplifting. It more of more just talks about depression and anxiety, or they were kind of sermons from pastors and so forth. And I didn't really want to have that type of vibe. I wanted this to be a podcast where anyone and everyone who is struggling or knows someone who struggles, so that's basically everyone on this planet, I wanted this to be a podcast that anyone can come to to gain insight with depression and anxiety. And obviously, I believe that the best way to overcome depression and anxiety is through God and that relationship with him. But I understand that I have a lot of friends that don't believe that, and that's 100% fine, and they everyone struggles and everyone has these problems. So I wanted to kind of clarify that. I've been having a little bit of a rough past couple of days and um, I spent my day to day in the temple because that's one of the places where I like to go to meditate and to relieve stress as that's one of my personal outlets. So I wanted to state that as well. I'm excited for today's episode. Today we're going to talk about kind of the impact that each individual person has Um, how important you really are, and kind of how you can recognize that importance and validate yourself and your feelings. And I'm really excited to get into today's episode, so stay tuned. Okay, so let's talk about you for a minute. Yes, you, whoever's listening to this podcast right now. I want you to ask yourself a question. How much of an impact do you really have in life? How much of a difference can you make? Are you really that important? And um, I'm going to share a couple stories with you about how important you really are and how much of a difference you really do make. So jumping back, I talked about my mission a lot in the last podcast, and I'm going to mention it a little bit here. It was obviously a big, big part of my life, and it was two years of selfless service to other people and helping other people with depression and anxiety and figuring out my my own self. So it had a very big impact in my life. But in my first area, um, 
it was a Monday and Monday is kind of the day that's set apart for missionaries to go shopping and to email home and do stuff like that. So it was a Monday and we went into a neighborhood Walmart. I don't know if you've ever been to one of those, but it's like a Walmart, but smaller scale. And as we were checking out, the lady that was um, ringing us up, she said, did you find everything you needed today? And me thinking nothing, nothing of it just said, yeah, I found more than I needed. Thank you. Just a little joke, a little lighthearted joke. And I didn't think anything of it. We went about the rest of our day, um, went throughout our week, and did what missionaries do. The next week, we went back to that same Walmart, and um, I I saw the, the cashier that helped us the previous week. And from a distance, she kind of looked like she was a little bit sad that day. And we walked up to her, her register, and as soon as she saw us, she just lit up. Her face brightened, and she said, did you find more than you need? more than you needed again. And I said, oh yeah, I found more than I needed again. It was such a, such a small instance that had such a profound effect on me. And what ended up happening is I realized how important the small things that you do each and every day, how important they are and how much they matter. If you think about it, I could have just gone on and said, yeah, I found everything I needed or I could have even ignored her completely, and it wouldn't have saved me any time. I would have been done with the transaction at the same time as if I said something like, yeah, I found more than I needed again. And so it really struck me that the small things that we do have such a big impact. She was obviously having a rough day, but then she saw someone who she knew would would be friendly to her and who would help her feel of that love and of that validation that everyone needs that you are a human being and that you do have feelings and emotions and so that was a really profound experience for me and it's one that stuck with me throughout the rest of my mission and it's one that's going to stick with me throughout the rest of my life because of how small it was but because of how big of an impact it had another short story we were at a, a restaurant at one point and I saw this lady who was an employee of the restaurant but she was on break and she was on her phone, and you could tell that there was something that was causing a lot of emotion in her, or to where she was on the brink of crying. And I simply said, hey, I like your hair. And she just lit up. She was in a world of negativity. There was obviously some type of family struggle or something that she was going through on a personal level while she was at work. And she had her, however long her break was, probably like a 10 minute break to try to solve this problem that's going on at home while she's focused on work and trying to make money so that she can live. And all of this was just building up on her. And I was able to bring a tiny bit of, of hope and of joy into her life by saying, hey, I like your hair. And that's just another small example of how the little things really do make such a big, big difference. And I have no idea the impact that that had on those people, but I do know some of the impacts that I've had, like I shared with the young man who was at the Mental Health and Rehabilitation Center, the impact that I had on him was so big, and you're you're no different. This isn't a, a look at how incredible Michael is, look at all the things that Michael Michael's done, it's to show you that the small things make a huge difference, and um, I know that every action that you make has a big difference in the lives of others. And you can change history by the actions that you take today. There's a wonderful book that's written by a man named Andy Andrews. It's called The Butterfly Effect. And it is probably my all-time favorite book. 
It's not very long. It's a shorter book, but it just talks about the importance that the individual actions we make have. Um, the butterfly effect is simple. It states that a butterfly can flap its wings on this side of the earth, and it will send molecules of air in motion that send other molecules of air in motion that send other molecules of air in motion that eventually has the potential to start a tsunami on the other side of the planet. And this idea of the butterfly effect was laughed out of the convention that it was presented in. It was preposterous, it was ridiculous, it was so far out there, but it was intriguing. And it caused people to think. And eventually, later on, it actually became a law. We have the law of gravity, that things go towards the Earth's center, but this is also a law. It's stated as the sensitive dependence on initial conditions. I'm going to say that again. The sensitive dependence on initial conditions in which a small change in one state of a system results in a large difference in a later state. And oftentimes this is referred to with weather, like we have the butterfly that flaps its wings, creates a tsunami, but it doesn't just affect, it doesn't just affect butterflies and weather. I think it actually has more of an effect in people, in human beings. And in Andy Andrews' book, he kind of goes into a scenario where there was one person that made one, one decision that drastically changed the world that we live in today. And it's an incredible book. Um, I suggest that you read it. I, I really, really recommend it. But today we're going to talk about some of the butterfly effects that I have seen in real people in real life. Um, so I'm going to say another missionary story because that's kind of what this relates to, but there was a missionary who served his mission in Holland and he went out to the mission field and he came home and he felt like a complete and utter failure. He didn't feel like he did any good because no one joined the church. And that's kind of the, the role of missionaries, right? Is to, is to share the gospel and to help other people come closer to Christ um, so this missionary went and he came home and he felt like a failure, but what he didn't see is that because of his example, because of his teachings and his relationship, there was a couple that emigrated to America after they joined the church and they emigrated to Salt Lake City and started a little family there. And this is, I think the really cool part of the story is that that missionary actually ran into the man that immigrated to America. And so that missionary was able to see a small portion of what he actually did by going to Holland and by giving up two years. He helped someone immigrate to America, join the church, and start a family. And if it weren't for that missionary all those years ago, I wouldn't be here today because that couple was my grandparents that immigrated. And then they had my dad who met my mom and they fell in love and got married and had six wonderful children and they saved the best for last, which is me. Um, no, I'm kidding. But in all reality, that missionary, if he didn't accept that call to serve or if he didn't go there and if he didn't do those things, those small actions, if he didn't flap his wings, then that never would have sent the molecules of air emotion that helped my grandparents immigrate to America, that helped my dad meet my mom, that helped their relationship grow and become what it is today. So really, the butterfly effect isn't this crazy abstract idea. It is a real 
idea. It's a law that affects people so much. And I can't fathom, I can't understand the impact that that one man had that went to Holland and taught my grandparents about the gospel. And from that, I have a brother who spoke um, Spanish. He went on a mission and he spoke Spanish. and He taught those people. I had a brother that went to Washington and he spoke Cambodian. On my mission, I was able to speak Korean. And so with the, even bringing the gospel kind of into it for a little bit, that missionary helped spread the gospel in four different languages at least. And then the lives of people that me and my brothers and my dad and my uncles and my cousins have impacted. It's, it's ridiculous that it all comes down to that one person who accepted his call to serve. And you're no different. The impacts that you have, you don't have to go out and serve a mission to have a great impact to help people feel loved and appreciated and needed. You don't have to go do that. You can just say hi to someone in a grocery store. Or if you have a coworker who's having a bad day, you can reach out and say, hey, I don't know what you're going through. I, I don't need to know, but I want you to know that I'm here for you and that your feelings and your thoughts are valid and that your emotions are valid and they're real and that I'm here for you if you need a shoulder to cry on or if you need someone to talk to. Those are the simple things that create such a big change in people's lives. And it's incredible. I was in theater in high school and um, kind of at the end of the year in theater, we would all get around and we'd sit in a circle and we'd just go around and we'd say something that we learned or an experience that we had. And there was a man in my theater class that shared just an incredible story. He was at the school cafeteria and he was sitting at at the table and he was planning how to kill himself. He said, I'm going to eat lunch, I'm going to finish the school day, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to end it all. He was that at that point, which is a very real point, a very scary point if you've ever been there, or if, you have, if you've ever had a loved one that's been there. But there was a group of people from the theater class that saw him sitting alone, and that saw him being emotional, and that saw him, and that saw his struggles. And so they invited him to sit with them, and it sparked a friendship that led into this young man joining theater and gaining that experience and making friendships that led him to to keep on trying and to find those good days. I'm so grateful for that group of people that reached out to that him because he's an incredible person and he's taught me so much personally. And I know that the impact that we have on others, it can can be so dramatic and it can change lives. And so now that that little section is over, um, I want to dive into kind of some personal ways that we can help ourselves become better. We, we know that reaching out to others is important and that having that support system is important, but you can't you can't always rely on other people reaching out to you. Sometimes you need to reach out for help. And there are a couple of things that we can do. The first thing, this is actually really, really cool. And um, I, I really appreciate this program. So this is the crisis text line. If you're having a bad day, you can just text the crisis text line. 
The number is 741741. Again, that's 741741. I, I know a lot of times it's hard to call someone and to talk, but the crisis text line, you can just text hi or say, I'm feeling down or I'm having a bad day. You can just text anything to 741741 and you'll be connected with a trained person who will help you get, get through your emotions, that will help you feel validated, that will listen to your problems and give you advice. The cool thing is, is that it's not um, a program that these people follow. It's it's one-on-one interaction. And it's a really, really cool thing where you're able to just kind of vent and let your feelings out and talk to an actual human being who actually cares about you. So that's one of the options is the crisis text line. And they're available 24-7, holidays, anything, anytime you need them, they're there. Um, another thing that I think is interesting is as I've been doing this podcast, I've realized that kind of just talking, I'm not really talking to anyone in specific, I'm just talking and I'm getting my feelings out and I'm expressing my feelings. And that can be another thing that can be of big benefit is just recording your thoughts, whether it be in a journal. I know a lot of people love to write journals and to get their thoughts out there or recording a video and not sharing it with anyone, but just talking and expressing your feelings and you can be as honest as you need to be because no one's going to listen to it and you can just vent and you can explain how you're feeling and it can help you a lot another thing you can do is talk to god if you are religious or even if you're not just give it a try just try communicating with with god and expressing your feelings and opinions to him because that's another person that you can talk to but you don't necessarily get responses in a way that you understand exactly. So kind of pick one, one of those you feel will help you, and you can always use those resources if no one else reaches out to you. The other thing is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's a toll-free number that is meant to help people who are in distress. So the number for that is one 800 273-TALK, that's T-A-L-K, which is 8255, 1-800-273-8255, and it's a United States-based suicide prevention network. It has 161 crisis centers that provide 24-7 toll-free hotline available to anyone that's in a suicidal crisis or emotional distress. You can also call them if you have a friend or someone who is feeling down or having a hard time, you can talk to them about that as well. Or you can, again, the number for that is 1-800-273-TALK. The website for that is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And it's a really incredible thing that they have, a resource that you have to reach out to, where you can talk to someone who cares about you and who loves you. Also, if you follow my Instagram page, my Instagram is depression and anxiety, IRL depression underscore and underscore anxiety underscore IRL. If you follow my Instagram, there's, you can email me whenever you want to. Um, You can give me a text or a call. You can message me directly on Instagram. If you want to talk to me, I usually try to be available all the time. I have my phone near me all the time because that's kind of the world that we live in. But if you ever feel like you need someone to talk to that you actually know, you are more than welcome to reach out to me and I will be there to listen to you and to talk to you. Um, 
So go follow my Instagram also if you want just inspiring quotes or if you want to know when the newest episode drops. I know that social media has become a place of such negativity and where we focus on the negative things or we focus on what people do wrong. I want everyone to have a place where their news feed can be filled with something positive, with with positive quotes or pictures or uplifting things. And so if you're looking for that in a sea of negativity, go and follow depression and anxiety in real life on Instagram for episode post updates for positive quotes and stuff like that. Okay, I wanted to get into one more coping mechanism before we end today's show. Another thing that is super, super helpful is meditation. And I know that this kind of sounds a little bit weird, but meditation is phenomenal and it helps you. A lot of times we don't take time to let our brain rest. Our physical bodies get so tired that we sleep, but if you think about it, your brain's constantly going because it's telling your heart to beat. It's telling your lungs to inflate and deflate your diaphragm to to have your lungs inflate and deflate. You're having dreams when you sleep that there's really no time for your mind to just kind of reset and relax and to take time for itself. And so there's a thing called mindfulness that really helps if you want to look it up. You can look up mindfulness, the Calm app, the that's C-A-L-M, Calm. The Calm app has a guided meditation process that's free for you um, where you can just let your mind think and process things. And really what it is is it's thinking about nothing and it's just giving your brain time to reset and to relax and to de-stress. And another type of meditation is prayer. Prayer is another type of meditation that you can always use as well. Just spend time to spend time for yourself. Treat yourself, make yourself feel validated, make yourself feel supported and grounded. There are so many stresses. I know that um, it's about time for college applications for the next semester and signing up for college, which can be stressful for a lot of people. Jobs are always stressful. There are so many stresses in life that I think that the scales are often unbalanced. If you don't find time to Spend time doing things that you love and that you need to do to take care of yourself. It's very, very important that you take care of yourself and that you spend that time to treat yourself and to let your mind reset, to bring you back to reality, to get you grounded so that you can face those stresses and those problems and trials and challenges that do come up in everyone's life. I think that's about it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please share this with your friends or your family members who are struggling or who have people who they love who are struggling. Um, Feel free, please reach out to me. Give me feedback on how I can improve. I really want this to be a show where you get what you need out of it. So if you have any suggestions, if there are any topics that you would like me to discuss, any things that you're struggling with, feel free to message me on Instagram, send me an email. Again, all that information is on depression and anxiety, IRL, with underscores instead of spaces on Instagram. Um, Tune in next week. I'm excited for next week. We're going to be talking about hooks and helpers, the hook and helper program. Um, We're going to hear some stories of other people's depression and anxieties and their battles with them. Hopefully you can gain some insight from them as well. Continue to share this podcast. Tell me how I can improve, how I can help you 
become better. Uh, tune in next week. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Um, remember to keep being you. And again, thank you for listening to this podcast. This has been season one, episode two of depression and anxiety in real life. Tune in next week when we talk about hooks and helpers and hear other people's stories with depression and anxiety. Remember to keep being you. Thank you.